I am looking on a television screen at the face of Matt McConkie. It's like we're in the future. I Hi, know. Matt. I'm lying on my back in a weird hotel room slash furnished living. Like it's like the Vancouver version of uh, the Oakwoods. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm so happy to be with you remotely. I love it. Now, of course, Matt is in Vancouver, having just completed his pilot. Yeah, we wrapped shooting Saturday night. This pilot's called Ride or Die, and it was so much fun. Uh, Earwolf's own Tawny Newsom is in it. Yeah, and um, it was a, it was a re- it was just a dream. Honestly, it was pretty drama free. Um, no, you know, no disasters. Everything went smoothly. Uh, I, I, and I, I didn't even have like a ton of imposter syndrome, which is not, which is unusual for me. I love that. I just had a really good time. And, uh, the director is Zoe Cassavetes, who is like, he made one of my favorite movies, uh, Broken English with Parker Posey. And, so I, you know, I, I was like sort of fanboying out that I even got to meet her. And then we we became a little duo bopping around Vancouver together. Um, and it's been really good. And so I'm here for another week editing and hanging out uh-huh. and missing my sweet, sweet homophilia babies. Oh, we miss you, too. <laughs> so what do you have to deliver? Um, I think we, well, I, I'll be home this weekend, but then I think we turn into the network in April and then we'll find out if it's going to go to series in like April or May. Okay. I, they'd be fools to pass oh. it up. I this mean, cast. I think it's at this point, it's just a matter of not like completely screwing it up, uh-huh. Uh-huh. which, you know, maybe, maybe I will once I get into the editing. No, room. I don't believe okay. it for a second. And the script is so funny. So funny. You're very nice. I have some original Dave Holmes jokes in there. Oh, good. <laughs> you Great. generously donated. Great. Uh, I love it. Can't wait to see it. How is Nini? Nini's a dream. Uh, you know, she really came to play and she came, you know, she was not messing around and she worked her ass off and she had some very long days and there was no, there's no like reality TV star antics to be found. She yeah. was just like a dream. I'm going to show you. This is a, this is very great. This is a visual aid for the podcast audience. But this is uh, her cookbook. Oh. She plays like a celebrity chef in the show, and so I'm showing Dave this uh, cookbook that I stole from set, which is. Her character's name is Glow, and so it's called Hampton's Meals on the Glow. Uh-huh. All, and all of her merch is a glow. Yeah, she's stirring something in a big bowl. She's really disappeared into the role of Glow. Oh, oh no, she's not. She's smelling something from like a like a a, a, a pot. Yeah, she's got an empty pot with a wooden spoon, and uh-huh. uh, and I'll tell you what, she glows on I bet camera. She does. It is a very good looking cast. Not a man to be found. Just how I like it. Just ladies. How's Marley Shelton? Oh my God, she's the best. I mean, this is going to be the most boring because all I have to say is this, that everybody was amazing. I mean, I mean, Marley is like the, you know, the perfect lead, and 
also, I mean, and she had, there's like, she had to ride a, like an old Schwinn bicycle out in the snow and she had to run her ass off and spin her ass off. Cause it's, I don't know if I said this already, it's set in the spin studio. And, um, she was just such a professional and like just every, everyone had a good time. No one complained. Everybody got along. It, it went like weirdly, very smoothly. I love it. I love it. Can't wait to see it. Um, how's everything there? What have I missed? You've missed well, nothing at all. Spirits? You've missed nothing but rain, endless rain. Um, it is truly just coming down and the, uh, and the deep, deep lack of driving talent of, uh, most of Los Angeles has risen to the surface. It is, it has risen like so much oil out of, uh, out of pavement. It is, uh, it's no fun. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. Going down to South by Southwest this weekend. Oh, great. I'm going to well, be doing, I'm going to miss you when I get back. I know. I know. Um, I'm doing a, this is interesting. I'm doing, uh, like a forum Q and a thing after the screening of the, uh, Lou Pearlman documentary. So it'll be Lance Bass and Joey Fatone, maybe some other special guests, um, down in, uh, in Austin. So if you're going to South by Southwest, I believe it is on the 13th. <gasps> I so, did not know that's what you were going yeah, for. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Okay, I'm excited about that. And speaking of documentaries about pedos, yes, have you yes uh, left Neverland? Well, I have partially left Neverland. We watched the first two hours. Um, there's a second two hours uh, ready to go, and it's you know I, you, you 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 get the sense watching it that there's a lot you're going to have to leave behind. You know, uh, after yeah. you've seen it. Um, We've already started making excuses like, well, bad forward you can't listen to because by then he was full pedo. But before then, you know, I mean, Thriller and Off the Wall are perhaps still in play. I think that that's probably oh. just high-level denial, <laughs> and we got to put it all to the side at some point. Well, and then, but the, by that argument, then you can still do the whole Jackson 5 um, sure. repertoire. Sure. Yeah. Uh, where where were you at with, with Michael prior to all of this. Uh, well, I mean, we've known about this for a long time, yes. but it's, oh, yeah. it's really level. Yeah. At least since I was like in college. Yeah. I'm old now. So this is like, this is a conversation we've been having for a long time. My take on it was always that um, like sexual things going on in those like, you know, blanket forts that were in that house is almost like too easy an explanation. I always thought like weird things were going on, but it was probably much weirder because he was a much weirder guy and right. one who was stunted sexually and whatever. And it always seemed like him being just sort of a garden variety pedo was too easy an explanation. Not that any of it's good. Not that any child should sleep in the bed with uh, a grown up who they are not related to or even ones that they are. It just don't, don't do it. This no. one makes him out to be just kind of a garden variety. Um, which is uh, it's tough. Yeah, I had I was sort of had had fingers in my ears, uh, you know, uh, attitude approach to the whole thing for a long time, just because he he means so much. Um, but it, it has reached just an undeniable fever pitch, and right. uh, you know, and now we're in acceptance. And now this was this kind of thing was easier for me when it's your 
Woody Allen's because, frankly, never cared for his movies and right. resented when I had to pretend I did like his movies. Right. Michael Jackson's music, however, that that that's a real blow. Yeah, it's a part of us. It is yeah. a part of us. Uh, it is a uh, it's a difficult watch. Um, and yeah, I, but- and it's possible that we'll never get to part two. Honestly, I don't know. I just don't know. How is Ooh. Michael and the uh, the the whole crew of Riverdale given the Oh my god. Week? I know what a brutal week. You know, uh, it's interesting cuz one of the EPs of this pilot is is also very clo- was also very close with Luke Perry and uh, I've been here for like a month and there was one we were, we were having um a party at this producer's house here and we thought Luke was going to come and I was so excited because I had, I had uh, been around him because Michael, my boyfriend, you know, works on Riverdale, but had never really met him and, uh, and uh, such a fan obviously, but also they literally every person who has ever worked with him or known him, no one has a bad word to say about him. And and there are very few people in like entertainment. You can say that about, you know, he just was like, he was so beloved. And, uh, and so I, my, my love for him that I already had because I, you know, was a teenager in the nineties really just grew and grew. And, uh, and, it was it was you know a big heartbreak for them and i you know like they were all just so so upset and they've shut down work for a couple of days and uh i don't know what it means you know i mean you know, i don't know how they're going to handle it like on the show but it's just it just sucks it yeah. just is such a loss he was only 52 um and there's just never been a better TV dad than him on Riverdale. You know? Yeah. It's about your piece about him for Esquire was perfect. Oh, thank you very much. Um, it is very sad. Life is very short. Too short. Oh, God. On that cheery note. Let's, <laughs> is this uh, have a bummer of an intro? I'm yeah, sorry. No, but Sam, we're sorry. We're going to lift you back up now. That's right. Because... Our guest, you know, in uh, people don't know this, but in gay Twitter, there is like a president, which I believe is Ira Madison. And then there's like a, uh, I guess, a vice president who is our guest this week, mm-hmm. Sam Greisman. Mm-hmm. Dave, of course, is on the board. I'm bare, sure. I have like a fledgling, like a like a junior membership. <laughs> like so, I have some sort of emeritus board role where it's like <laughs> I can drop by if I want. Uh, no, I think you're much higher up on the, uh, on the chain than you think. Definitely not. But Sam is, uh, is a voice of our generation. Right. And right. I'll buy it. Um, and a, a writer and, a, you know, a, a, a professional funny person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a delightful interview with him. Yeah. He was a phenomenal guest. When we come back, Sam Greisman. You might not think about what is actually in the perfume that you wear every day, but Fleur makes stunning, non-toxic perfumes and lists all their ingredients online so you get a good scent made with clean ingredients. That's right. For luxurious perfume that's all about good, clean, fun, try Fleur. Mm -hmm. P-H-L-U-R. 
are. And they have a, a really fun way to get to know their sense. You uh, you go on their website. There are pictures. There are words. There are playlists that will connect you with the scent of your dreams. Ooh. Every Fleur scent is gender-free, and Fleur is completely transparent. They tell you every ingredient in their perfumes and why it is there. And their world-class perfumers are scent artists. And these perfumes are their masterworks. Mm-hmm. And they just introduced body wash and body lotion in the same sense, so you can smell amazing all the time and stay moist. Mm, moist and good smelling. I do love Fleur. Greylock is a good wintertime scent that I'm enjoying. Ooh, I wish I was there in person so I could get a whiff. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that what I am rocking here in Vancouver this week is Hanami, which is uh, it's really nice. It's um, it's like minimalist and uh, like kind of floral, not too floral, aquatic. It's it's subtle. It's very, very nice. Love it. Go to Fleur.com today. Use promo code HOMO to get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. Pick three cents to try and get credit towards a full-size bottle of your fave. That's promo code HOMO at Fleur.com to get your first three Fleur fragrances samples at 20% off. P-H-L-U-R.com. Got a thumbs up. That means one thing, and that means that we are back with Sam Greisman. Hi. Mm -hmm. Welcome, and uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. How are you this afternoon? I am great. I just drank some nitro coffee, and I've been warned that I could go insane midway through talking to you guys. You're going to start levitating. So if anyone – notices something weird literally a spiral will appear behind you okay you cool just tumble great. into it endlessly great well i like to be surprised so don't tell me okay when cool. it's gonna come <laughs> good 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 yeah, um, just be careful great wait sam did i see you at the black monday premiere yeah from afar okay yes i okay. did yeah um yeah i went with my friend ira to yeah. that premiere loved it it's uh, so good have you seen so it? Good. i have not seen it yet um, yeah, and uh, I saw that I used like anything related to Casey or Danielle as like a way to pitch myself on Bitch Sesh to the point that like they hate me now. Uh, <laughs> to ask I, for it so many times that it's it absurd that you haven't haven't been on it yet. I mean, I, I just, think I'm that s- they're just afraid to ask. Yeah, I'm just steeped in so much knowledge of trash that it, you know, you know, no one wants me around to put them to shame. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your trash of choice these days? 90 Day Fiance is definitely my trash of choice these days. Yeah. Um, but it's it's crossing over into, like, too much. Yeah. Like, too it, many episodes back-to-back, and I start to question my will to live. Yeah. It's really daunting. And then when I'm like, you know what, I am going to jump back in. And looking at that running time of, I don't know. F- 95 minutes? For one episode, I'm like, I can't. No. Uh, yeah. But they are, like, just surrealist masterpieces. <laughs> so... If you look at them as like small foreign films, which yeah. they kind of are, yeah. <laughs> then you're enriching yourself. Then you're enriching yourself for ninety yeah. minutes. That's true. Yeah, and we were you and but and you do all the 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 run of the mill trash. We were talking about your Vanderpump Rules's before yes. this. Uh, I do all the Bravos. All the Bravos. Um, two of my best friends and I have a Bravo night every week. Um, do you save everything for that night? Usually, like assuming that it's not like. Like, if it's on a Tuesday, we'll save everything from, like, Sunday and Monday and, like, try and... But there's some stuff that we, like, don't overlap. Like, I watch, like, a... I love, like, a below deck or, like, a a low-level Bravo show that hasn't really, like, taken off. They haven't quite 
figured it out. I feel like I can see the seams, and I like when I can see the seams. Yeah. yeah. When we're getting into the Housewives of New York's and stuff, yeah. it's like, oh, well, God. It's like a well-oiled are... machine. Yeah. You, you really – but when you see them, not really sure what the show is about. Who are your saying. all-time favorites from the Housewives universe? My all-time favorites? Um, I, I think my favorite is probably Luann. Like all time favorite, which was like a surprising turn of events because for a while I really wished her not well. Yeah. Sure, uh, but then I just got into the Luann game. Yeah, love what she's doing. See, they, I, I know her primarily as a pop music artist. Uh-huh. So well, tell me, me about <laughs> her time on the show. Well, in addition to her her wide ranging recording career. Yeah. Uh, um. I mean, she so she came on like as like the the kind of like. Uh, manners lady like she didn't she wanted to tell everyone like how to act and behave because there was some she was married to a count and she was from connecticut or florida or something and decided to like build herself up um and then she got divorced she kind of had a fall from grace and that's when she was at like really getting into some good stuff like fucking a pirate yeah uh, yeah, yeah. and like just getting crazy just kind of like roaming around in a robe Mm-hmm. Um, but then it got really unbearable because she was pretending that she was in love. Sure. And so she was like really excited because he like had a yacht and like there were scenes of her just like by herself dancing around on a yacht. Mm. And they were really tough to watch. But now in her cabaret version of Luann, I just love it. She's I at love, peak Luann now. She's just, yeah, her brain has told her that she is Liza Minnelli. Yeah. And like, it's she's that's just how she's acting. That's great. She her voice deepens in direct correlation to her own like downward spiral as yeah. a person. You can chart her yeah. fully based on how bad yeah. the rasp is. Uh-huh. Like how many uh nights in a row she's been out with a different man uh-huh. is usually like and that's that's when I like Luann. Yeah. That's when I like yeah. I'm so curious about this cabaret tour because Literally every single person in the audience is appreciating it ironically. Right. And I don't know how much of that she is really able to take in. Not right? a lot, right. I don't think. Because I had no? a, one of my best friends who also loves the Housewives went to her – did she have like a Christmas cabaret? Something in December mm-hmm. and talked to her after and she was just like, yeah, she's just – you know, she thinks this is, you know, the Broadway yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what is that? Is that just like being very selective about what you take in I, from the world around you? I truly wish I had a brain like that. Yeah. I could too. just decide I will only believe amazing things. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. I've as close to the opposite of that yeah, as is possible. So, same, yeah, same, same. Yeah. Okay. So, I, maybe it's just a question of flipping those things. I feel like sh- a lot of those, uh, like, reality people, housewives in particular, they are so good at just, like, compartmentalizing. Yeah. And, like, living in – they're so comfortable in delusion. It's, yeah. like, their fave spot. Right. They be believe it. in themselves in a way that is unwarranted. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, it's inspiring to see. It is really. inspiring to see. It makes me jealous, to yeah. be honest. Um, so I'm curious who – like what artists you like unironically? Like if you, if we were we were going to see a Luann, we're seeing that with our yeah. tongue on our cheek. Um, like what? Yeah, who people like, I think are are, are legitimately talented? great. Yeah, 
Um, well, I've been listening to the Maggie Rogers album ah, um, over is, and over she's again. Just exploded in the gay community. All yeah, time. she's kind of like a mix of like Michelle Branch and Liz Fair and yeah. like all, all of Lilith Fair, really. Yeah. There's some <laughs> time one. In there, There's some time sure. in there. Um, some Florence and the Machine in there. Sure, I'm I, really into it. But I've gone to this one guy's Soul Cycle class, and two times he has been like, "Remember, you heard Maggie Rogers first in this class." Wow. I was like, "I don't think I did." And Weird. like, why are you trying so hard to own yeah. this? Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. That's going to hurt my like of Maggie Rogers if we're going to get into this kind of like taking ownership. Taking credit. We don't. Yeah. We don't need to do this. No. Let's let her not. be. Let her be. I, I should tell you guys, <clears throat> there is uh, on Saturday a heated room spin class that will be Ariana Grande versus Dua Lipa. And I'm wow. going to show up as though those artists were going to be there in person. Like I'll be there four hours before. They I might. saw this on Instagram. Was this street. today that you did a, a, a – I did, yeah. How was it? Oh, it's great. I'm I'm hooked on it now. You're it's, glo- it's like I mean, you Bikram look great. yoga but on – stationary bike i don't and you sweat so much it's crazy the sweating sounds nice but i don't i have trouble with any like big exercise class because i get embarrassed sure i get like embarrassment from them like shouting things out the encouragement Mm -hmm. embarrasses me okay so i like no it's a very dark room okay that's good that helps that's good that does help um the one that i go to this instructor is just starting out and he plays really good music and so there it's maybe a quarter of the way full Mm -hmm. there are some where it's like it's shoulder to shoulder and they hand out drumsticks and you hit the drumsticks and then last uh weekend people got up and did karaoke like a a man and a woman got up and sang the glee version of don't stop believing what here's here's how much i was sweating i was into it wow (laughs) oh wow yeah anyway i recommend it Okay. But this is not about me. It sounds like life-changing. It is. It's kind of yeah. great. It's a fun thing to do a couple times a week. Yeah. Uh, what is your What is your fitness regimen? Uh, I go to the gym uh-huh. enough to feel that uh, I'm improving my chances of getting laid. Uh-huh. And uh, that's about it. Okay. I, oh, I got one of those like meal service things. Like, nice. Mainly because I'm lazy and I will never cook. So I'll just order takeout. Forever yeah, but then and ever do you, and ever. Some, do you have them then piling up and then you're like, oh, now they're gross? Sometimes, yeah. That's that always a, a tough spot to be in. Yeah, I've got a bunch piling up right now, if yeah. I'm being honest. And then you're like, who am I to waste this? But also yeah. I can't eat it. But also it's I'm... like six days old now. Yeah, sure. and Twice a week is kind of – or twice a month rather is sort of just right. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. And are you going to one of the gyms that is uh, on the cruisy side? There's some steam room action happening. I go to the mainly the Equinox in Hollywood. Me too. Oh, well. Um, I don't know what goes on in that steam room. I don't think really no, anything. Nothing. It's usually just a lot of like Instagram celebrities yes. and like occasionally like a Jack Black. Yeah. Which is weird. Mm. I'll see a Matt McGorry yeah. in there. For oh, time yeah. Time. Oh, sure. He's all up in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's – and a lot of, like, people who I think have had, like, pec implants. Yes. And, like, a lot of heavy, yeah, like, plastic surgery airbrushing. Sure. Uh, I'm going, going to the – the Equinox Glendale, and it's a very – it's a decidedly different flavor. I've heard that is a cruisy place. That, that's not my experience. Oh. That is never my experience. I don't. I, that's, I'm not quite sure why. But um, I'm seeing. I'm seeing Terry Crews. Oh, uh, who else? Um, the guy. I want to say the lead singer of Rage Against the Machine. Okay, Zach. 
I can't believe I wow. have De La Roca. De La Roca. Wow. He goes there. That was, was very good. Wow. Just the Zach. So, you know, okay. different flavor. Of yeah. Sometimes folks. I go to the West Hollywood one. That's, uh, that's, that is that is A level. And I it's A level. And it's usually up. only when I hear from people that Sean Mendez is there. And then I quickly change my okay. <laughs> route. So, I mean, you've given us a perfect opening. Great. Let's talk about Sean Mendez. <laughs> okay. What can Personal we say theories? about Sean Mendez? I mean, gosh, I don't know. Do you have any personal theories about where he is personally? I mean, I don't have any personal theories. I feel like it, like he has made it clear, and I feel bad that he like is like policing his own behavior that he yeah. wrote in that interview and or said in that interview, and that's sad, and that shouldn't happen to anyone. It doesn't stop me from being in love with him, sure. But I think like yeah, I. I I feel bad for – that just reminds me of being, like, a teenager and having to do the same kind of thing. Yeah. Being worried about, like – How you sound. Yeah, what you, how just, you like, some flip of the ri- – like, I was very aware of watching myself from the outside. Yeah. And uh, you want to think the world has moved forward. Yeah. It doesn't – does uh, I guess not. You have. Well, maybe if you're, like, like a pop idol and – Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Which he is. Fun. Which he is. We're we're all acknowledging that he's gay, right? Or we're I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, that's because I'm, I, I'm not sure if we're operating under the thing where he says he's not. And I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, I wish. Oh, okay. I that's my. I believe your wishes will come true. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I get I get that vibe as well. Based on nothing. Based on our own obsessive. Yeah. Based on maybe not watching. getting it from a Charlie Puth. No, I don't get it from a Charlie Puth. No, he. I went to his cute, concert. I don't get it. Really? And it was full of teens. Well, yes. Um, and he took his shirt off. Huh. And I wasn't feeling it. Huh. <laughs> wasn't wasn't feeling the vibes. Okay. This is so unrelated. But speaking of, I, I a friend said to me the other day they he, he finally watched Crazy Rich Asians, which to me is like a perfect film, and I love it yeah. so much. And he was like, God, I just couldn't believe how this is a straight guy. And he, so I think he thought as a gay guy that I would immediately connect to this. And he goes, God, I just couldn't believe how, you know, Henry Golding is like got this handsome face. And then he takes his shirt off. He's like fucking flabby flab. And I was like, what? What? Right. Thank you. I'm, that's crazy, right? Yeah, that's crazy. That's what? I, I, I was like, I, I thought that we, I thought that the universally we all just acknowledge like, oh, this is just a hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flabby flab. Yes. What? That's very confusing. It's a monster. Yeah, it's it's strange when a straight guy Mm -hmm. really reveals himself to be like a a body queen. Something's Mm -hmm. going on there. Something's up. Something's going on. And personal shame. Um, But what I wanted to ask you was, um, we were talking about concerts. What was your first concert? My first concert was No Doubt. Nice. Wow. Um, Which was also my first CD. Okay. Um, but it's Are we not, talking Tragic Kingdom? Yes. Okay. But it's not really fair. Like, I get a lot of cool points for that, but I'll take them away by saying that I went – I got it because the kid of someone working in, like, the record label was in my class, and they, like, passed them out. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, from my own, like, incredibly, like, adept musical taste. It was <laughs> yeah. just, like, given it's to me. But I liked cooler. it. But I liked it. Yeah, it's definitely more L.A. It's very L.A. So was it just them? Did somebody open? Did they open for someone else? I don't remember if anyone opened for them. I think someone did, but I didn't know who they are. But I guarantee that 
now I would. Yeah. Uh, and it was either at the forum or the sports arena. Was it some okay. crumbling arena? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> in like 96. Yeah. Uh, and I went with a bunch of my friends who weren't as into it as I was, which, you know, is a sign. Yeah. <laughs> Someone yeah. should have picked up on it. I'm sure lots of people picked up on it. Have you, uh, have you kept up with Gwen? Uh, I have. I mean, I loved her solo album when I was in high school. I was super into that. Still am. Cool is a perfect song. It is a yeah. perfect. Perfect song. Music song. video is also basically Call Me By Your Name. Except straight. Yeah. It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You're it's right. basically the same. Wow. Same film. Uh, I have kept up with Gwen, but I feel that we've lost her. And that's upsetting. To Blake Shelton. To Blake Shelton. And then they went like hunting with Paul Ryan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. No, what? Yes. There were photos yeah. of them like in in camo gear no. with Paul Ryan. No, I don't. I, no. Like maybe like two what years ago. Fuck? A year and a half ago. It's just like, well, we lost her. That's that's that. Boy. That Orange County conservative. I could have gone with her through every step of this into getting with a country singer, Mm -hmm. into all of that. Just the uncool factor of that. But it was like, why shouldn't she be with a guy who loves her and treats her well? That's why. Yeah. Because he's a conservative piece of shit. Yeah, we can't. That's unacceptable. Yeah, Mm. so that's been upsetting. I've really tried to. Gosh. Yeah. Tainted legacy. Yeah, the tainted Gwen. legacy of No Doubt and Gwen. Is Gwen, you'll be back. She might be back. She'll be back. God, you can't know. stay with a Blake Shelton forever. She's not a hollerback girl. She'll be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saw Blake Shelton at a Bed Bath & Beyond. By himself. Sure. Really? Yeah. That's Found fair. that oddly endearing. Not yeah. sending a, you know, an assistant out to get the magic bullet or whatever. Yeah, that's true. The, the Tempur-Pedic uh, pillow. Whatever it was he was getting. Yeah, whatever. It, yeah. I feel like it fits. Yeah. You know, he's kind of a down home. Sure. Is that what that is? Yeah. I yeah. guess. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good for him. Yeah. Um, what other, who are your other big favorite musical artists? Now or yeah. growing yeah. up? Who am I big? Um, I mean, seeing, Be- I saw Beyonce at Coachella, which mm. was the first time that I'd ever seen Beyonce uh, in person, which was. Wild, I mean, and it was also my first time doing Molly. Oh wow! So it was a confluence of a lot of things, and it was really emotional. You, so you I had the only perfect imagine. Coachella experience. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, it was normal Coachella hell until that, like two and a half hours in yeah. there. I we watched that at home, and I was like, I'm tired, and I might need to watch some of this <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine being. There it was emotionally person. exhausting. I yeah, mean, in a great was. way, but it was like. It was emotional. <laughs> who else was? Who else played? Um, Heim opened for her, or like didn't open for, her, but they were like the one right before, mm-hmm. yeah. which was actually kind of a perfect combo. Like Heim was exactly what I wanted right before the intensity of Beyonce. Yeah, like, just something kind of like I can just kind of dance. Her. It was like light. Like, yeah, yeah, and it will light, engage you and white draw girl. you in, but yeah. it's not. You're not. It's the but then then comes then, the queen. Yeah. Um, so that was amazing. That's um, not I'm very into Ariana Grande these days. Yeah. I mean, music, yes, but just the whole gestalt of it all <laughs> the whole gestalt. is really, it's just really, this is some good pop princess stuff we're getting right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's it, owning this moment. Yeah. In a really interesting way. Yeah. Or yeah. The, the, the like just blasting out two albums real quick and. 
really getting into it. Yeah. I'm into it. Do you find yourself attracted to Pete Davidson? No. I may have briefly, I think I did briefly think mm-hmm. that he was cute when before the Ariana Grande thing, but then there was the dying of the hair and then just sure. generally everything. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't. You didn't get swept into the BDE storyline. didn't get swept. Well, first of all, Ariana Grande is the one that has big dick energy, sure. clearly. Good point. Uh, and no, I did not get swept into it. I don't, I also don't, I've never, he's one of those SNL people that his thing is just to kind of start laughing. Yeah. Or like be like, I don't, I'm like, I'm not really, I don't really care about doing this. Like I'm giggling through it. Yeah. Which is really not my favorite thing. No, 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 I don't no, want no. that. It it was very strange seeing him with John Mulaney last weekend. Did you watch last weekend? I, I mean, I saw like that there were clips of it, but I didn't. Yeah, know. they they went on Weekend Update together, and they're funny together. But it's like, as with uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che, it's like, how long do we give these people to have to have some to like bring something to the to table? make a joke? Yeah, yeah, to like bring something <laughs> unique to the table. Because yeah. it was like the first time on that show that he's ever done anything that kind of made me. Laugh. I think he's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But, like, he hasn't really been funny, and he's not a sketch actor. No. So it's like, okay, finally in your, like, third or fourth season, it's like, oh, you and somebody else do something that's kind of funny. Yeah. I guess, Is that how it works I there? Because it feels like most people have one season, and if they don't bring it, then they're gone. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard it's tougher for some people. But yeah. Some people who <laughs> might be of the female persuasion. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, non-white. Oh, yeah, not, or not those. quite so many chances. Yeah. And, uh, hmm. Oh, well. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more Sam Kreisberg. Hollywood Handbook. It is truly one of my favorite podcasts. And after six years of phoning it in, the boys of Hollywood Handbook have a new approach to hosting the show. They're going to try. And those boys are Sean Clements and Hayes Davenport who Rolling Stone describes as, quote, two distinctly non-famous people who give listeners advice on how to make it in Hollywood, end quote. Mm-hmm. Handsome, both of them. It doesn't come through on the podcast, but trust us, handsome, both <laughs> of them. Listen this month to hear the biggest guests in the show's history, like Weird Al, and three other people who have definitely already been booked. Plus, Stitcher Premium subscribers can hear live episodes from their Boys Gone Bad tour every Friday starting March 8th, but they're only trying for a month. And if they start to crash around week three, that is not their fault. It is probably the fault of the guest. We know that for sure. Uh, Check out Hollywood Handbook on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with Sam Reisman. Hi. Hi. So now, Sam. here we go. The We're going to dive in. We're going to get personal. Today. Okay. Uh, what's your status right now? What is I'm your relationship status? I am single, as okay. is my brand. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's my that's my standard state. A standard state for how long? Um, the last re- like relationship I was in was four years ago, five years ago. Mm. Um, it was, but it, I mean, it was like. Six months. Um, uh, so bad ending? Not really a bad ending. Um, it was kind of just as I was starting film school and like, uh, which I finished like a year and a half ago. Uh, oh, God. And. I didn't realize you were a bit Well, child. grad school. Okay. So. But still. Well. Uh, I, but now I'm doing the math of the no doubt of it all. And, uh, yeah. yeah. That mm-hmm. all. Got it. I've laid, the, I've laid the clues. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So it, it just kind of like had run its course and. Uh, 
I also, my like standard, another standard is that, uh, you know, I like to run before things get too serious because I assume if anyone likes me, they're crazy. So that's my, <laughs> that's my go-to. Well, let's get but to I don't the bottom think it of that was, right here. And I don't now, think it was yeah. that, that happening that time. Uh, school was starting and he was doing something else and things kind of just went their own way. Mm. I haven't ever had like a really terrible breakup. I've had really terrible friend breakups, but never any. Ooh. Yeah. And the friend breakups, were they, were you the breaker upper? Um, the first friendship, major friendship breakup I had was like right after high school. And I guess that was actually weirdly kind of my first relationship, even yeah. though nothing, there was nothing between us. Um, it was just, I think it happens to a lot of gay people in high school. We became friends when like 10th grade or something, and he had, was really social and had a ton of friends and made it really easy for me. Um, but uh, we were both kind of not talking about what we weren't talking about. And yeah. that was this like kind of safe space and like strength in numbers. Um, but then like that can only kind of last for so long. And, and as you grow up and like come out and at different speeds. Yeah. Then um, it implodes. Then it implodes. Um, so who, who came out first? I did. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't have any, I'm not even sure what, his life is like but yeah. uh uh yeah it was when i was 19 yeah um just just after couldn't be more cliche just after i moved to go to nyu uh-huh. um mm-hmm. i discovered there were gay people there it's weird uh, and yeah and it was over a winter break uh that i like it, i basically just had like a panic attack and like couldn't keep it in anymore and so and was that you but you so you'd already done a semester a semester the gayest yeah. place on earth yes. and then you come we have the that exact same same timelines yeah. and everything and you come home for winter break you're like oh what am I doing yeah I came home for winter break it was actually the, very strange I came home for, and I'd been like depressed and I didn't really like know why and then I came home and it was the year of the writers strike mm-hmm. um, and my mom was nominated for a Golden Globe that year and they didn't have they didn't have the Golden Globes. They just like did some weird thing and it was on TV and there were interviews with like all the nominees beforehand. And they showed a clip of me and her on a red carpet when I was like 12. Um, and I like saw myself and freaked out and was just like, who is, I don't like, I'm not, I can't figure out like how that person became me. And, and I was alone at my house and, uh, I got really weird and obsessed and like, to find all these old pictures of myself and like old home movies and was like watching them over and over again from when I was younger. Like I couldn't see, like it felt like a different person that I didn't know anymore. What were you seeing? What were you like? Like as if I just didn't know, like that person was free and comfortable and I like didn't, I couldn't piece together like how it was as if I had just like woken up from a dream or something. It was a very strange, like existential, um, and like I just was like having freaking out about it for like two days, and then uh, my mom had been out of town, and we're up in Northern California, and came home and like saw that I was not something was wrong with me, and then we just talked about it, and I just just sort of came out literally. And then for friends, you just go back to school, and you're like, "Yeah, guys." Yeah, it's like yeah, guys. yeah. yeah no, and like high school friends and stuff. I would be like, "So I'm finally, you know," and they were like, "Got it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you know, I, I feel like I've it. been on this journey, minus yeah. the mom being nominated for a Golden Globe, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that was the part that we. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, no, I was very much in a glass closet. Um, and was aware of it. Like, I knew I never made up any girlfriends. Yeah. I had the sense to be like, well, no one's going to believe that. Like, yeah. well, I've got to, like, make it believable. Like, what? And is that because when you were – were you a kid who had a lot of, like, tells? Because you yes. talked about being kind of self-conscious of – Yeah, I definitely had a lot of tells. Um, I just was m- more feminine and, like, you know, I like to play with Barbies in addition to being into basketball and stuff. So that might have given it away. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, I just also like in high school was super aware that everybody knew. I would just pick up on little things that people were not even like, you know, I went, grew up in West LA, like for, for the time it was like super progressive. Um, it wasn't like anyone was making fun of me. I just spotted li- people saying things or like looks between people and would realize like, oh fuck, like they know too. How did they fucking know? Um, yeah, there was one time... I very vividly remember, like, this kid that I had a crush on uh, was eating a bagel, and he had cream cheese all over his face. And some friend of his was like, it looks like someone just came on your face. And I was like, and then, like, five minutes later, I overheard him and his friend saying, like, did you see Sam's face when I said that? And I was like, how the fuck did they... Like, wow, catch that. It was like yeah. they were, I was just like, I barely even started to put it together. And everybody was like, figured it out, done. Like, yeah, it's easy. Understand it. And I and was like, what? Terif- even if there's no judgment attached, that's No, terrifying. there was no real judgment attached. It was just like, um, excuse me? Like, yeah. how am I, how, I, I, what? Uh, that, yeah. So there was all, that was like the m- main part of my like high school experience. And then I just started being like, okay, don't move. Yeah. Because when you move, like, you give it away. So mm-hmm. don't do anything. Uh, yeah, because then when I would give it away, then I could, like, then there would be something like that I would overhear and I would have to, like, think about it. That right. would not be great. Um, yeah, so that was that was that time. That was my Sean Mendez time. <laughs> yeah. And then when did you start smooching boys? Is that after coming out um, back at NYU? Yes. Uh, I actually lost my virginity to a girl. Which is surprising on many levels. Um, and what age are we talking? Uh, 17. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, it was not one of the greater things I ever did, but because I never spoke to her again. Um, oh, okay, so, so this is where our experiences. Yeah. So uh, I overlap. never spoke to her again. <laughs> yeah. It was like a, it was like prove you can do this kind of thing. And exactly. then was like, nope, nope. That yeah. sucked. Was a that, fact-finding mission. Yeah, it was like that. Was that supposed to be bad? Because it was bad. Yeah. Like <laughs> I did not enjoy myself mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. But was, so was she like a, a friend of a friend, or how did? Yeah, she... it was like it was a totally like friend of a friend met had met a couple of times at at parties, uh, then like ran into her at another party situation where I was like extremely drunk, and she was extremely drunk, and. The rest of the night is a blur, but I know it was bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And Are I you like in touch with her? No. 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 Sounds like you were both trying some things yeah, out. Yeah, I think we're trying some things out. Yeah. I think it's I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel okay about it. Uh-huh. I you know, got it. Luckily, like in the time period between that, I like from hearing from my friends and just from all of my friends were girls, I did like come to the understanding that like Losing your virginity always sucks. And like when 
I like knew that going into like sleeping with men, <laughs> just being mm-hmm. like, gotta just bang this first one out because it's just just get that one under yeah. your belt because it's not gonna be good. So just like start the process, start the ball rolling. Yeah, and was that the case? It was. Uh, I I was actually somebody that I first met at a, the first gay bar I ever went to which when was I was, where? which was Jim Bar in New York City. Oh boy. Because I was trying, you know, bridging the gap, like mm-hmm. not fully gay. Sure. Um, <laughs> All kinds of sports shows. Sport. There's TV. sports there. So yeah. TV shows. Totally sports. gay. Yeah. Um, actually, like my uh, best friend was supposed to come with me, and I had been lying to um, like the, my closest friends at the time and just saying that I'd already lost my virginity um, because I was like I just come out and I just I didn't want like it was too much like. New, I didn't want to be this little like new sapling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, and so when I was like, you please like come with me to this gay bar, she didn't like think it was a big deal because I didn't make it sound like a big deal. And then she would just like something else came up and I was like, fuck, like I talked myself into like going to this bar. And so I was just like, fuck it, I'll just go by myself. Oh my God. So I went by myself. Some person like who was probably like two or three years older than me, like, uh, used to like, <laughs> Have I, like, haven't, don't we know each other line, which I bought because I was 19. I was like, do we? Uh, And then, like, we went on another, like, we, like, hung out, made out that night, and then went on a date, like, a week later. Um, And it was fine. It was much better than than the first time. Uh, But it was definitely like a, all right, like, did that. Like got like got that under my belt. Uh-huh. Now like now like time to get to business. <laughs> kind of. Um like actually learn how to do it. And so like, then you're in college, you've had your first experiences, and are you just kind of dating casually? Yeah, I dated pretty casually. I mean I, I was in um one relationship for like uh a year about, um, in college. Um, but it was, we were so kind of, it weirdly was like, wasn't serious even for being Mm. together a year. Um, um, and yeah, I, I've been like a serial casual dater (laughs) since I came out basically. Um, and it's been fine until, until recently. Um, or it's only been lately that I've been like, oh, I guess companionship would be nice. (laughs) Um, uh, but yeah, college was just me like learning how to suck dick which <laughs> take, take some time that was sure. a minor that you it was a minor well i went i went to nyu okay. so <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah you have to do that one-on-one in order to get it's built into I cannot to imagine what a predominantly gay college experience would have been like there was a gay f- uh, frat wow oh i don't i wonder if there wasn't i mean my i was the different generation i feel like there might i mean did you Go, uh, go to didn't. their parties or anything? I didn't because I, I didn't really get along. They didn't like me or I didn't get along with I, – it, it seemed like a very small, like, clique of people that all maybe knew each other from beforehand or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, they were all kind of theater gays and I wasn't really a theater gay. I couldn't – like, I didn't have the musical theater knowledge to, like, endear myself to them. So that's uh, – when you first said that, I assumed it was like, oh, so these are uh, sort of bros. Yeah. And no, it wasn't. It was like – it was like a mu- – it was a musical theater gay group. It was very faggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and exclusionary, I would have to imagine. Um, I, They probably were. Yeah. I don't know if they I, – I wonder if it still exists or what 
It might have just been now. a group of friends. It might have just been a group of friends <laughs> that didn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Um, so you then when did you come back out here? I came back out here a little over a year ago um, in November of 2017. Uh, I finished film school and, and I'd been in New York for 11 years, um, which I never thought I would leave New York. I never thought I'd come back to L.A., partially because I liked growing up in L.A. And then when I, I but I always wanted to live in New York. And when you get to New York and you say you're from L.A., the first thing people say, especially when you like want to be a New Yorker, are is like, so L.A. sucks, right? And I had to be like, e- e- yeah. Yep. Yep. It's bad. I hate it. Uh, because New Yorkers hate LA, but people from LA don't hate New York. No. Uh, people from LA just don't, we don't aren't care. giving it that much we thought. Yeah. Uh, and so I like bought into that and then um, just never thought about moving back to LA. And then it was film school was over and it just was the right career thing. And then I thought about LA and realized I kind of like it. And it's not a bad lifestyle. It's not. And also like... I grew up here. I understand the monstrosity that is L.A. It's inside of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but can unleash it. I dyed my hair blonde. And your hair is great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It, but it's a much different beast being here as an adult than growing up yeah. here, right? Oh, totally. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of realized also that I sort of grew up in the Hamptons practically. Yeah. I mean, growing up on the west side of L.A. because of the traffic, it's crossing the 405 is like crossing a desert or something. It's... Uh, so I, yeah, I mean, going to like Hancock Park, I remember there was, um, a friend I had in high school that was kind of like everyone's like favorite party girl that lived in Hancock Park. And for all of us, that seemed so far, like we were like, guys, we're being really bad. We're going to Hancock Park. And like, now it's like the most embarrassing, like, oh my God, like what, what idiots. (laughs) I always wonder that about people who grew up in LA, like, do you, is it just all you stay in your town? Um, Would you go to the Sunset Strip? Would you yeah. Really? Okay. Um, yeah. I, I no people. I knew people that grew up in the Valley and uh, grew up. Yeah. I mean, you didn't. I didn't. Not like east of like Los Feliz and those places were too far. Right. Um, and and like East Hollywood and that kind of stuff was too far. But I. But mostly it was around like the na- like the bratty West Side mm-hmm. neighborhoods that I grew up in where my bratty high school was. Uh-huh. Um, but, but then, you know, you would like get your fake ID and come to Sunset Boulevard or, or like whatever club I could find out that like Lindsay Lohan had been to. Mm-hmm. And like, we would like muster our courage to try. To Did try you ever get, get eyes on her at one of these clubs? Oh, I got eyes on her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, that was like m- m- my mission for most of the last two years of high school. And <laughs> got eyes on her a couple of times. It was glorious. Wow. This was in the the hey, this is this was like 2005. I was actually just watching interviews of Lindsay Lohan from like 2005 because I watched some of her um, MTV show, which I was super excited for and really disappointed by. Yeah, because she's not really in it, and I, I'm not here for any of these other people. Uh, like yeah. I'm just, uh, and I, yeah, I was obsessed. my best friend in high school made me like a Lindsay Lohan uh, like collage. Yeah, couldn't be gear. Uh, um, yeah, made me a Lindsay Lohan collage that I hope I still have somewhere. When she had like her blonde hair, and oh yeah, God, she looked good. Uh, I mean, wasn't living that healthily, but whatever. Um, 
But you were there for such a moment in time. I was there for such a moment in time. Yeah. Where would one see a Lindsay Lohan in 2005? Um, was this the time of high? Yes. That okay. was like the main – that was like a, a premier goal. Yeah. But also at the same time, Teddy's, which was the club at the Roosevelt, oh, yeah. had lost its liquor license for serving her and other <laughs> underage people. Um, and – but all of these uh, people's parents from my high school would rent it out for um, people's like sweet 16s and stuff. Oh, God. So – but then like when they got their liquor license back, people at the door like knew us because we'd been there all the time. So like sometimes they we could like – one of them would like us enough to let us in. So that's a, that was a good place to see her. Sure. Uh, I, I think like two or three times I saw her there. I was really excited. It's crazy that that's what you were doing in high school when I don't, I don't even know what my equivalent of that would be in Ohio. Yeah, it took me, it took me, um, a a little while to kind of like realize how strange my high school experience was. Sometimes friends and I will talk about it now. My, we, my class had a class-wide meeting in 10th grade to discuss the class-wide cocaine problem. And at the time, I thought, like, oh, okay, well, that's just, you know, it's high school. It's just what happens. And then, like, years later, especially if I run into people that I knew from high school, were always like, that was weird, right? That yeah. was really intense and weird. And how did – there was there was legitimately a class-wide cocaine problem. People were doing it in the bathroom between classes. Jesus. Um, yeah, wow. <laughs> and, yeah, it was – And I, at the time, I was just like, this is normal, right? Wow. What? So what was the talk? Just like – Two bumps max. The talk, like, oh, yeah, the talk was like, wipe your nose. Yeah. They were like, key bumps only if there's not a pop quiz. <laughs> and uh, no, it was like they like left – the teachers left. They like brought in drug counselors and were like, if anyone wants to talk, if anyone has anything to say, no one said anything. Uh, of course not. No, because no, what do you – High school is high school. Why would you do that? this is happening. Yeah. Uh, everyone was just like – confused and uh i wasn't i was cool enough to like know that who was doing coke coke but not cool enough to know like the exact ends and not to be offered it yeah Yeah. and for like another year like it it took me like another year (laughs) to get the offer oh god so driver's license or cocaine first driver's license okay driver's license but close (laughs) (laughs) close uh yeah i have no idea if that's still going on at my high school i would hope not it seems crazy maybe that talk works maybe that talk do you know what that talk <laughs> did it <laughs> well we also would have this weird thing they had like a drug counselor uh assembly and they would bring people as part of their um community service that they would get for uh, whatever you know dui or something and one time it was mary kate and ashley who like had to come and talk to our class or school what? about like not doing drugs how was that talk? It, everyone was just like, what? What? <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, okay. It was confusing and weird. That was also peak Mary Kate That was yeah. peak Ashley. Mary Kate and Ashley. Like, so they come in chain smoking. They come in. They come in well, the, the – so somehow like the rumor that they were there had filtered out of the gym like to everybody as we were all walking down to the assembly. So like everyone had their like moment to prep themselves for yeah. what was about – to happen and it was still glorious. They were they weren't chain smoking, but I, I think that they were two seconds away from from having a meltdown yeah. if they couldn't get to the cigarettes. They yeah. had a giant yeah. uh, coffee bean oh, cup. Oh, so many coffee bean yeah. cups. 
And the just a lot just of like, platitudes that I didn't understand. Yeah, like what? Just, just kind of like, you know, like life is, is always better on the other side of adversity or just stuff like that where yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what. No specifics. Nothing yeah. in any kind of specific. Uh, and Charlie Sheen did it one year too. Wow. That was like when I was like in ninth grade. That wow. was weird. And that was also just like that was just spastic like nonsense that I don't think anybody could understand. I mean, used, most of the time it was like that. Uh, most of the time it was people who seemed to be very much in the in the throes of their sickness. yeah. They were in the yeah. throes of it. <laughs> they just I maybe it was an amazing plan of my high school to be like let's bring in drug addicts and get them <laughs> up there <laughs> having a meltdown and these kids will never do drugs ever again. Wow, didn't work. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so going back to your. Love life. Yes. Are you on the apps? I am on the apps. Um, I have like, I don't know. I have apps that I don't use because I don't know, like, are like, are gays using Hinge? I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know. Are don't they know. using Bumble? I don't know. What are we? Um, Hinge the one where, what's the one where the women are in charge? Bum, I, well, I thought that was Bumble. That's Bumble. But, but, uh, but with the gays, it's just sort of a free for all, which right. sure, usually That's, it's not. Yeah. Um, and Grinder, and obviously, and uh, which I like never really meet. I guess I met people for, I mean, I've had like Grinder sex before, but I don't, I don't like partake in it as much as other friends of mine do. I and, get bored more, more easily, and like I also only look at it like as I'm in bed falling asleep, right? And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna, I don't, I'd just rather go to sleep, yeah, yeah. Um, can you describe you don't have to show us but your profile my grinder profile mm-hmm. um it's just like a like a glam headshot of me <laughs> With, so there's a, a feather boa uh-huh no it's just like a black and white like like very professional looking uh-huh. headshot i you're looking over your shoulder almost yeah. i think i have like a hand on my chin great. potentially great um zapping lasers in the background yeah i can't i don't i like I feel weird about the torso shot. I don't. It I don't know like what's a, that of for. Time. Yeah, what's that for? And I'm not like you gotta ask for someone's face at some point, and that right. seems weird. Um, yeah, I feel like I don't really know what makes the perfect grinder like profile photo. Do you have a message? Does it say you know no games? Or no, it doesn't <laughs> say. It says virgin who can't drive. Oh. And you would be surprised how few people get that. Crazy. That's alarming. So many people are like, well, how do you get around LA if you can't drive? I'm like, oh no, God. Wow. Which actually I've come to determine is well, I maybe should change it on Grinder because I don't need people I meet off of Grinder to be like, you know, a perfect intellectual match. But uh <laughs> or movie. It's, still, it's, not good it's nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh but it is a good weeding out of people on dating apps because if they say that, I'm like, well, I don't know that. This is yeah. ever going to work. Going nowhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your move if you see someone on one of the apps that you want to talk to? Mm, Are move. you a tapper? Are you a woofer? I've thought about tap. I tap sometimes, but only when I like see someone that I think is cute, but I'm too lazy to like, <laughs> like I'm not really fully committed. A tap uh-huh. is a real minor. Com- it's just like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe if they respond, we'll see yeah. what happens. A tap is like basically like is like a like like right yeah a, right. A lot of people seem very annoyed by taps. Like re, like people in their profile write like in all caps like I'll kill you if you ta-. like I'll block you if you tap me. Like it's Nothing's not that big a deal. Then people like, yeah. who are uh, so angry like, on in their uh, okay. profiles of I know. Apps. Um, 
Yeah, I my I don't like tapping. It's usually like a well, it's usually like just like kind of hey, like how's your night going? I don't like really know what I feel like every other thing is like a weird line that mm-hmm. I don't right. that like everyone is grossed out by. The only other one I've heard which I've used and actually has worked is uh I've heard it from a friend of mine who was like you should just say uh oh hey, it's you. Uh, and then if they're like it's like so disarming and like they think maybe that they know you and then by the time they like figure it out you're already talking. Right. <laughs> I was like, all right, sounds like a scam. Kind of like <laughs> but I will do it. Move that the guy at Jim Bar did on you. It was but... very similar and you know what it worked on me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Student becomes me. the teacher. Yeah. yeah well, sort of. you'll see a person with a profile, you know? Yeah. So if somebody's like, "Hey, it's you." It doesn't doesn't yeah. work as well. Yeah. But well, you could try it. I could try it. Yeah. I've tried it. It's worked. Okay. Enough for me, you know, it confuses people. It's confusing. So that's a good way to start. Yeah. Scramble their brain. Yeah. Just then get in there and then do what you want. While they're, while they're staggering and figuring out where yeah. they are. It's like a punch. Yeah. I'll use it on Sean Mendez at the, at the exactly West right. Hollywood Equinox. It's exactly oh, it's you. Right. Oh, it's yeah, you. It That'll is. work. And I think <laughs> you need to go forward just believing that any torso could be Sean Mendez. Oh, I already do. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. I message all torsos on, sure. on Grindr with just Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um. What about celebrity crushes other than Shawn Mendes? Um, foundational. Yeah. Foundational yeah. ones. Okay. Do you remember uh, who your first was? I think who my first confused? was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Mm. Was definitely <laughs> an early one. Yeah. Um, How's he holding I up? I don't though? think great. Well, let's mm. find out right now. Feels researcher conservative yes. to me. I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to get our researcher on the I case. I think there might, there might be a bloat situation. That's okay. okay. I'm I mean, more okay with that than I yeah. am be, him being conservative. I don't think. Oh, I'm, I'm making this up. I, uh, is it because of Tim Allen? Is that what's is that what's leading you I to guess think so. that he's conservative? But doesn't he just feel like he would go that way? This yeah, it not, does. This might not be the newest. Is that one. him? Oh. Okay, wait, but this is Zachary what? Ty Ryan. Yeah. Oh. oh, he looks better he looks than okay. he has looked. John Taylor Thomas is fine. John Taylor Thomas does look good. Very small. Um, He's not doing amazing. And this guy that we're saying is not doing amazing is Zachary? Zachary Ty He's one of the other brothers. He's the oldest brother, and he looks like a bigger Dave Coulier. He does look like a bigger Dave Coulier. From where I'm sitting, Jonathan Taylor Thomas looks like he's on the L world. Yeah, he does. He has a a bit of a lesbian haircut. He definitely does. A bit. But he doesn't look bad. But he kind of always did. There's this. It's hard. I oh, can't make it. Nice. That's JT. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's strange. Okay. He looks the same, but it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> it's not yeah, really it's quite. Like not oh, I think it looks good. Well, because he's an adult, so it's tough to have that teen, that tiger beat. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah he, he sure was uh, a tiger beat hunk of the month. Oh, yeah. He was all up yeah. in tiger beat. A perfect teen idol. Oh, he yeah. was a gateway teen idol for you. He was a, yeah. definitely a, a gateway teen idol. And who else? Um, who else? I was thinking the other day that I actually think I was in to the older brother on Malcolm in the Middle when that came mm. out. Okay. The Masterson brother no, or the other one? The the other one. Okay. That was definitely one. Um, Can't picture his face, but take your word on it. Um, what is his name in your life? One? Oh, wait. The one that had – he had like uh, uh, spike, spiky like frosted tips. Yeah. Yeah. I was into that one. doing one something on interesting right. now. Oh, okay. He, I mean, I don't. He might got might have gotten on Brian Cranston's meth. I don't know. <laughs> no, I feel like he's he's doing like he's 
I, this isn't it, but he's like a cryptocurrency guy or something. Wow. Like he's yeah, involved in some right. kind of, wow. or like Justin. a producer of something that would surprise you. Justin Burfield. There you go. Wow. Yeah, that was him. I was into him. Okay. Um, wholesome. It was wholesome. Uh, what else? Who else was I into? Uh, I was into like everybody on Full House. I mean, not Full House. Uh, uh, Say by the Bell. Oh, sure. Oh, sure, wow. Sure, sure, sure. Um, except for what's his name? Screech. Poor Dustin Diamond. Yeah. Zach and Slater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Um, uh, I'm just going to tell you this very quickly. Dustin Diamond did uh, stand up for a while, and some mm-hmm. friends of mine were recruited by his manager to write some jokes for him. So they're like, well, we want to see him first. So he was playing the Chuckle Hut or whatever somewhere. And he, so they went and they saw him and he did his jokes. And then when he hit a punchline, he would like make a nod to the sound guy who would hit a button and a sound that would go, wah, wah, screech. Oh, no. Wow. no. Yeah. And they were like, uh, we are not going to. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, well, Shot. somehow that also reminded me that Hayden Christensen was one of my. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's he now? Yeah, is it a <laughs> He did a movie recently with um, like a Rachel Lee Cook or like someone oh, like that. They yeah, it was like a movie oh. of Canada. Oh. Yeah, it, like an Italian restaurant yep. yeah. rom com. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he did. Love on the menu. Oh, he looks really he looks weird. Really weird. This is like disturbing. Oh yeah, he mm. looks like Kevin Spacey. He looks kind of. Yeah. He looks like a distorted Ronan Farrow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry if you're listening, Hayden. <laughs> and Ronan. And Ronan. Is Which, he but, dating Emma Roberts? Oh. Oh, that's who it was. Him and yeah, Emma Roberts Emma, do Emma. a rom-com about a pizza restaurant in Toronto, I think. Oh, wait. It might be like the that one that was like the Mystic Pizza Bizarro movie. It might be, yeah. Mm. Uh, yes, Little Italy. Little Justin Italy. Burfield. Justin Burfield is the chief creative officer of Virgin Produced, the film and television development packaging and production arm of Sir Richard Branson's sprawling Virgin Empire. Have you ever seen that ridiculous safety video on a Virgin America flight? Yep. That was him. Wow. Says some website. Lad Bible. Wow. Maybe I can get him to produce (laughs) my movie and sleep with him and really just wrap this up. So who did we go to after Hayden Christensen? Um, I was really into Jesse McCartney. Oh, also, is that a swim fan? Nope. No, that was Jesse Bradford. Mm. Yeah, who I he had like I'm still into. He was on a WB show when I was like in ninth grade or something that Zac Summerland. Efron was discovered from Summerland. Oh, right. With Florence Lauren Lauren Loughlin. Loughlin. Yeah, it all comes Everything back to Full in. House. Yeah, mm-hmm. all yeah. comes back. Carney's uh, still touring, by the way, and he's going to be at the Will Turn on February eighth. Well, I will be at the Will Turn on February eighth. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for Valentine's Day. Wow! Get your teddy bear ready. Foods, and he looks good. Like he looks the same. He hasn't like aged at all. Love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's good news. Jesse McCartney. So now, yeah. now we're two thousand three ish. Yeah. What I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Remember what happened after that? Well, then I just became only obsessed with Lindsay Lohan. I didn't think of anything. Right. Sure. There was no anything room. sexual. Transcends. There was just my brain. Whoever Lindsay Lohan was dating, I was dating. Okay. <laughs> that's really how I felt. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. I mean, my like, uh, the biggest, my biggest celebrity crushes of currently besides Sean is definitely Timothy Chalamet. Oh, sure. Um, which, uh, I mean, was already there, but solidified by that, that sparkly, uh, Harness. Yeah. That was pretty great. Yeah. Looked like an ice dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of him. I, 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 it doesn't 
feel he feels so young to me. I'm much older than you, but it, it doesn't feel like an okay area yeah. to go to. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I just don't. He I'm also not. has a young and younger energy. Yeah, it seems. Yeah. Now that now that he's like pulled away from Army Hammer, yeah, you only see him. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, like oh yeah. right. You are very, yeah. very young. Yeah. And that movie was maybe not appropriate. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Sometimes it was a little. Yeah. Sometimes. I was still into it. Loved it. Um, Sam, thank you for doing this. Seriously. Thanks for having me. You're a dream guest. Thank you. Oh. Come back anytime. I will be here all the time. Can't get rid of Great. me. Great. See you February 8th. Great. <laughs> Well, that's it. Sam Greisman. A joy. Sam Greisman, a joy and uh, the perfect anecdote to all of this sadness this week. Yep. Um, I love him and loved talking to him. And I miss you, Dave and Dana and Ryan. We miss you. Make your awesome thing and come on back. Uh, thank you, everybody at Earwolf. Uh, thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. Thank you, Matt. Thank and Marley Shelton and Nene Leakes. Uh, um, Dave, you're my ride or die. And oh. I, I will see you very soon. Have fun in see Austin. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.